Hello and welcome to the Meditation Conversation. I'm your host, Kara Goodwin, and today I'm joined by Junie Boucher. Junie is a breast cancer survivor. She survived breast cancer at a younger age than most, and that changed her life to live in greater alignment with her joy and purpose. Meditation was a key element in taking the huge leap of faith to leave her well-paying job, relationship, and even move to a whole new city. She now works with she now works as a wellness professional and certified meditation teacher to help others navigate their journey to optimal health, happiness, and fulfillment. And so we talk about her cancer journey, we talk about healing and trauma and the importance of doing the work and the nervous system, the breath. We get into lots of topics around healing. So we will get right into that in just a second. First, I just want to talk to you about a few things that I really hope that you'll try and like as much as I do. Um, let's start with Libsyn. If you're thinking about podcasting, you need a podcast host. And I have been using Libsyn since my podcast started in 2018. Libsyn makes it simple to get your podcast out to all the platforms out there, the big ones, Apple, Spotify, Audible, and so forth. And they're doing more all the time. You can now produce your podcast directly in Libsyn if you want. Use code TMC to get your new account with two whole months for free. Do your part to cut out unnecessary plastic and water used in processing traditional shampoos by using Viore shampoo bars. I've been using them for over a year and I love this product. My hair feels and looks great and the product is beautiful right down to the origami packaging. And again, you're helping to take an important step in being gentler on the planet. Use code Kara, K-A-R-A, for 10% off. Kumosu helps you to shift out of fight or flight by slowing your exhale. It's a beautiful product you can wear around your neck or around your wrist. It's beautiful and slender, and it helps you to induce a proven breath technique that calms you down. So use Kara Goodwin 15 to get 15% off and check out the many products from best made holistic products. They have tons of homeopathic remedies, which are highly effective. I use them all the time. My family uses them and it's really helping us to take control over our health and not be so reliant on pharmaceuticals. So you can use Kara 10% for 10% off your order. So I hope you enjoy all of these products. You can find the list of them in the show notes or on my website, karagoodwin.com. And now I hope you enjoy this episode. So welcome, Junie. I'm so happy you're here today. Thank you so much for having me, Kara. I'm really happy to be here. Yeah, I'm excited to connect and, and talk about your cancer journey and how meditation has played a role and all of the changes that you've undergone. Uh, what can you share with us? Maybe let's start with uh, meditation and the role that it played in your cancer journey. Yeah, absolutely. So 
I had been meditating prior to my diagnosis, but I was what my teacher refers to as a crisis meditator. So it was really more, it was really more, you know, when something really stressful was going on, I would get into a meditation routine, but I wasn't a daily meditator. When I was diagnosed with cancer, I think Honestly, no matter what your family history is like or your genetic predisposition, nobody's ever prepared for those words. You have cancer, no matter what. <laughs> and uh, I knew at that time, luckily, that I could lean into my meditation practice. And that's really when I started meditating on a daily basis. And I felt like it was one of the really one of the best tools that I had just to manage that incredible amount of fear and overwhelm. And I really feel like my life became a meditation because there were just so many moments where I felt like I was just living from breath to breath. Mm -hmm. So meditation has been studied in terms of how it can benefit those who are going through the cancer experience. And it just has infinite ways of supporting us and also signaling to the body when we're in this constant state of you know, panic, fight or flight, because you are literally in fear of dying. Uh, how do you sort of hack your nervous system and just signal, I am okay. And sometimes it's really just in that moment, you have to say, right now, literally this second, I am okay. And it was such a great comfort to me. And that's why I went and got a certification because, well, honestly, after I beat cancer, uh, it was literally a couple months later that that the pandemic started. Oh, you're kidding. No. So you go from the, what is that expression? Go from the frying pan to the fire or <laughs> out of the fire into the frying pan or wh whichever way around it is, but... Pretty much, yeah. So yeah. it was kind of nice that I was already in a routine, but the anxiety about me being sick and how it was affecting my loved ones going to, oh my goodness, all my loved ones could possibly get sick. That that was just, it, it was again, this overwhelming experience and I'm so grateful to meditation. And, uh, you know, as we are coming out of this season of sickness, I guess you could say, um, and trying to return back to some semblance of normalcy, I've seen how much of a toll this has taken on people. And that's why in my wellness business, I've, I went back to get a certification because I just felt like we need this tool. You know, it's, it's free. It's so powerful. And uh, it's really been a transformative experience for me, even going from someone who had dabbled in meditation for about a decade to someone who now is a twice a day meditator. And that's just been, that's really taken things to another level. Yeah. Thank you for taking us through that. Can you talk a little bit about that hacking of the nervous system? Like no matter how many times I hear this or talk about <laughs> it, I mean, I know it very well, but I find that we need to remember it's so helpful to get those reminders about what is happening and it helps us to dial into that ability and and uh, just the awareness of it can help us to um, stay in a more harmonic state in the nervous system. Yeah. I mean, the when we are in a state of fear or the fight or flight or the sympathetic uh, nervous when the sympathetic nervous system is activated, which is when our brain is not 
knowing how to distinguish between whether someone cut us off in traffic or we're being chased by a saber-toothed tiger. Um, so that is, and I, I always get these confused, but I've started to remember it by saying sympathetic nervous system is, I feel sorry for that nervous system. I feel sympathetic uh, oh, towards yeah. that nervous system. So that's when you're really feeling that, that, um, discomfort and dis-ease. And so when you use techniques like, I mean, for me, honestly, the easiest way to hack in is through the breath. Because mm -hmm. if you are unsafe or you're running away from a life-threatening predator, you're not going to be able to breathe deeply. You're going to be breathing quickly. So, you know, that's why techniques like box breathing you know, where you're taking in, I don't know, four to six counts in, holding for four, exhaling for four, and holding again for four. That's a way of just basically signaling to the system that you are safe, that you are okay. And it does just start to switch you over into that parasympathetic nervous system. So there's a lot of little things like that that we can do that allow us to just become more aware of our surroundings and let the body know you are safe, you are okay, and it literally will lower your blood pressure, take uh, you know your heart rate down, your adrenaline, and all those stress hormones will just start to to calm down a little bit. But the breath, to me, is is the easiest way in. Yeah, and then it's all cumulative, right? So. Mm. It's that's what is important to remember as well is that these are there are hacks like what you're saying with the breath. Mm -hmm. I mean, the breath is an incredible tool that we have um, to be able to keep our our nervous system balanced and in that parasympathetic where we can get that rest and restoration to our cells. Like at the cellular level, that's where that regeneration is able to happen because you're not in survival mode. When we're yeah. in survival mode, we are like, it's all hands on deck just to stay alive. So there, the nutrients are coming out of the, the, you know, it's not, it's not time to like nourish and, and, um, cycle the, the cells, you know, it's like, that's kind of like, if we've got extra resources, then we're going <laughs> to focus on that. You know, if everything's okay, then we'll do that kind exactly. of the long running, maintenance. But if it's all hands on deck, it's like, nope, let's take the resources out to be able to survive. So when we practice meditation, then we're able to uh, have that cumulative effect where it's just like more and more time is being spent in that regenerative state, which which just keeps building. The more we do it, the long, you know, the the bigger the effects. Yeah, it, that's a great way of communicating it for sure. I love that. Yeah, it's so important. Um, yeah, I, I love that. So, how long was your cancer journey, and until you were kind of in remission and and able to get out of that? survival mode with that particular and into COVID mode, <laughs> COVID survival mode. Yeah. You know, to be, to be honest with you, I, I was very lucky because I did catch my cancer in quite an early stage. So I, you know, the, from start to finish, I think it was about only about five months five very long months. Yeah. <laughs> and a lot of those months were spent waiting. And I think that's one of the most difficult parts of the cancer journey for a lot of people is um, 
there, there are these periods of time when you're just not sure you don't have all the answers. So sitting in this uncertainty can be so uncomfortable for us humans. And that is another way that meditation really helped me because you have to be in acceptance. You have to accept that you are not, you're not necessarily in control, that you don't have all the information that you'd like to have. And how do you, how do you accept that discomfort? And so again, it was a lot of just being in that moment saying right now I am safe, you know, right now I can accept that I don't know. And in the next moment, as I know more, I will accept again, practice acceptance again. Uh, and so a lot of, I think a lot of my meditation during that time was really more about, um, really just present moment awareness and for a lot of cancer patients, that's what that's a technique that is is used because you don't want to get too far ahead. You don't want to, you yeah. know, you don't want to start thinking, um, you know, getting into the, your mortality or future casting can be really scary. So just being in that present moment can be very um, powerful. And mm-hmm. for some people, the uh, you know, using meditation as a tool to manage pain and physical discomfort can be really powerful during the cancer journey. And one thing I've discovered almost accidentally is that after the cancer journey, because survivorship is a whole nother animal that doesn't get talked about a lot. Oh, um, right. And there's a lot of anxiety around that because, you know, for a breast cancer patient, for instance, when you're going and doing your annual or semi-annual monitoring, a lot of people talk about something called scanxiety. Uh, You know, so yeah, that's a a term (laughs) that's bounced around in the breast cancer community a lot. When you go into the doctor, you kind of have a little bit of PTSD sometimes, uh, you know, and then you're afraid what's going to come up on the scan. Um, So present moment awareness there. Uh, Also, there are lingering side effects. And sometimes with long-term treatments that you may have, a lot of women who have the type of cancer that I have undergo hormone suppression treatment, and that can have a lot of sexual side effects that can really be managed through mindfulness, whether it's, you know, being, being in your body, um, getting out of your head to stop spectatoring because there are a lot of physical changes that often occur with a breast cancer journey, whether it's losing a breast losing your hair, losing your eyelashes, um, you know, physiological changes in your body due to a decline in your hormones. A lot of women have pain during sex because of uh, estrogen levels being suppressed. So how do you manage that? That's been a big thing that, um, that I've become pretty passionate about talking about in the community. And uh, mindfulness has been a very powerful tool for a lot of women in that realm as well. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So the survivorship, you you touched mm-hmm. on this. You, yeah. you just talked a little bit about that, but you were saying it's a whole other animal and there's the anxiety mm-hmm. around it. So you help people to use meditation to manage through that as well. And is that most, is a lot of that, again, that present moment, like not trying to um, project into the unknown future 
too much or is there is there more to that survivors I've never heard that before about I mean it makes total mm. sense that yeah. the survivorship kind of anxiety mm-hmm. that, and the PTSD mm-hmm. so, because you kind of think like oh you overcame it you know you're a yeah. survivor it's behind you exactly but it totally makes sense it's been such a huge thing to go through yeah, I think that's a, a common misconception for a lot of people who haven't gone through the journey. And it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, sure. It's like, ooh, you beat it. That's so great. Yeah. But what ends up happening for so many people and why I started doing what I'm doing now is because you have this whole team of people. I mean, cancer and beating cancer literally becomes your full-time job for a lot of people. And then all of a sudden, once you've completed your active treatment, it's like, okay, see you later. Don't get cancer again. You know, and, and you're, a lot of people go through this deep depression after they've quote unquote beat cancer because they're sort of unsure where to go. They, um, they don't have this super structured environment and there is a lot of conflicting information out there regarding how to lower the risk of recurrence. So, and it can be very different for everybody. So I, you know, I decided, wow, I think women or not, I mean, not only women get breast cancer, but um, I think people need support around this. They they need to know how to fuel their bodies to continue to recover. Because you know, if you've gone through chemotherapy and radiation and a surgery, your body takes time to bounce back. Mm. And how do you fuel? Like, I mean, all the nutrients that were depleted, not just from the stress, but from literally rebuilding tissue and fighting off all of these toxic treatments. So, you know, you, there's a lot that goes into that. Um, there's a lot of contradictory information. How do you tune into yourself? So present moment awareness obviously can help when you're in moments of acute anxiety or, or you're just getting a little bit too far ahead or too far in stuck in the past. That can be helpful. But I also think so many, <clears throat> excuse me, techniques, I mean, you know, body scans are wonderful for people to just really create a stronger connection between the mind and the body. What do I need right now? Like what, what is in alignment with my, my body's needs, with my heart? Um, how do I start saying no to things that really just don't serve me? A lot of people go through this big transformation and, uh, with, with um, breast cancer or really any cancer experience, I really feel like it's a big mirror that's being held up to your life. And breasts can sometimes have the theme of nourishment. So I like to to kind of help people meditate a little bit on what is, how are you nourishing yourself physically, mentally, and spiritually? And, you know, it's an opportunity for people to take different pathways. So I love going into a holistic approach um, for myself and with my clients of, you know, let's look at food, let's look at exercise, let's look at um, your stress levels, managing that through meditation, through mindful movement, mindful activities, but also let's look at um, these areas of your life where maybe you have unresolved trauma, how do you sit with some of these uncomfortable feelings? That's a big a big tool that I'm using meditation for in my life. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, 
we're so humans are so uncomfortable with being uncomfortable. And so we push a lot of things down and sometimes that can really throw your body off. Uh, a lot of breast cancer patients and pretty much every one of my clients, which um, there's been studies on this, a, a lot of times these women have had some kind of a big heartbreak, whether it's the loss of a child, the loss of a marriage, some type of betrayal, a career, a major career shift that just was like heartbreaking to them. Um, if you think of the breasts as kind of like these, these almost like bells, bell shaped organs that like where your heartbreak is resonating through, like, oh wow, you know, yeah, yeah like that. There is, it's it's very interesting how yeah this this relationship between trauma and um, the development of breast cancer. So how do we sit with with some of those things? You know, I'm not I'm not a therapist, so I'm not like technically walking people through that. I I definitely encourage therapy for that. But if you want to start exploring those things, how do you how do you endure them? Mm-hmm. And so with meditation, sometimes when we are in the body and isolating sensation, maybe labeling the the feeling, and then I love a guided visualization or sort of self-compassion techniques to, to just, you know, maybe reparent or I talk to myself a lot now, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, when I'm going through a really painful emotion or I feel very activated, getting centered in a meditative state, um, being with the physical sensation, naming the emotion, and then just kind of asking myself, what, you know, what's, what's at the bottom of this? And then sometimes it's, it's, you know, providing that loving voice or rebuttal of, of what do I need to hear in this moment? Or how do I need to connect to something greater than myself to know that I am loved and enough and, um, and, you know, perfect just the way that I am in my humanity. (laughs) Yeah. I love that. I mean, it's so important the the linking that we can do between our emotional state or our previous traumas or whatever it might be to current issues that show up in the physical, because of course, you know, we are all connected. We're, you know, it's not just like we have a physical body and then we have our emotions and they don't have anything to do with each other. Yeah. And I was just actually talking to some of my own clients this week about this evolution when we develop a meditation practice. And as we kind of go through and we, you know, you're not going to meditate the same way in the beginning when you're just learning as you do over time, you know, it's going to evolve. New things are going to come in that resonate. Things will fall away that, you know, were good when you were a beginner and you don't need them so much as you move on. Or, I mean, I find personally, like, it's just helpful to bring in new techniques sometimes because it gets Mm -hmm. me paying attention in a new way rather than like, okay, now it's time for my box breathing. If I've been box breathing for six months every yeah. day, twice a day, it might lose its potency because I'm kind of doing it in the background and it's hard for me to focus because it's old hat by now, you know? Mm-hmm. So, but 
that things can start to show up in our meditations where new memories can start to float up and they can be benign. Like sometimes mm -hmm. I just find myself back in like my fourth grade classroom <clears throat> watering the class plants, you know, and it's like, huh. it feels so fresh. Like I, like I've just done it. And yet I haven't thought about that for years, you know, and it's like, it's just a memory that floats up. It's, it's neutral. It's not triggering or anything, but sometimes Things can float up that are hard that we mm -hmm. don't want. You know, it's like, wait, I put that behind me a no. while ago because I don't like how I acted or I don't like what was done to me or whatever. And through meditation, through that mindfulness, it can be that those things just start to bubble up mm -hmm. because they're ready to be released. And through that release, they become, they come to our conscious awareness and so it can be this uncomfortable thing, but it's so closely tied to our healing at the physical level or the mental level or whatever, you know, it's like this constraint. It's been, mm -hmm. even though we haven't been thinking about it or letting ourselves look at it, it's energetically there as a mass mm -hmm. that can physicalize if it's not, you know, so these things, even though it may seem like they're just thoughts or just memories, you know, and, and it can be a total protection thing to be like, not ready to deal with that. So we don't have to push ourselves like we don't necessarily, you know, I don't, I don't see the need to be like, nope, you got to unearth all of it right now. You know, it's kind of like it might serve us to be gentle with it. Um but there's an energetic component that can physicalize. And so like you're saying mm -hmm. with that radiation mm -hmm. or that um, you talked about the bells mm -hmm. you know, and that it can be that like there's some kind of heartbreak that becomes like a mass, an energetic mass mm -hmm. that's then reverberating. I love that, um, that analogy of like, okay, it's, it's, continuing to kind of reverberate through us, even though we've tried to move on without fully reconciling or fully looking at it or for fully accepting it. You know, it's yes. so, it's so important. And like you say, I mean, that you've got that with breast cancer, you've got it with, with any kind of, um, physical ailment that, you know, it's, it all starts energetically. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's such it's it's such a powerful um, thing to explore, and you know I've been I'm a very analytical person, yeah. and I've been really practicing with the non judgment of the feelings because yeah, like what you said with trauma, I mean there's really no timeline, and you also have no control over what things are traumatic to you. Something right. that may seem really insignificant could have imprinted your entire self view throughout your life, you know, something that maybe to another person wouldn't do anything. And, and we can't judge that and we can't, um, quantify that. We are just, we are, I don't know, we are free flowing. And, uh, so 
being for me a, a powerful thing lately has just been um, allowing and not needing to understand some of these feelings that come up. And it can be so frustrating too if you are someone that looks at your, tries to look at your trauma, tries to evolve constantly to to let go or to to understand that just because you think you dealt with something doesn't mean that a new layer isn't going to come up for you later and you know it's just out of our control like healing is never really over yeah <laughs> and I that's love that. yeah i mean we that's been a powerful lesson for me of late of just yeah, it's never, it's, it's all, we're on a journey and it, it, it never ends. So we have to, you know, it be in acceptance and find compassion for this moment. And, you know, that's just a signal. I mean, we are all walking wounds of some kind, yeah. um, you know, and, and it's, yeah, I have a lot of compassion for people. Um, I, I don't know if I'm just noticing it right now or maybe because we're entering into winter, but um, I know a lot of people who are struggling right now and uh, in various ways. And I myself am feeling like I'm going through a little bit of a, just a, a little bit of a rocky time, but it's just all part of the human experience. And where do we find the gifts? Um, and, uh, you know, just honor some of these dark moments <laughs> in our yeah. life where where things are just a little bit um uh, yeah they're just a little tumultuous so uh yeah it's all it's it's neither good nor bad yeah isn't it interesting i mean what you're saying is so true as far as the subjectiveness mm-hmm. of trauma because it can be like something can be really traumatic for us that's a walk in the park for somebody else. And we can look at somebody else and be like, how in the world are they so casual about (laughs) something that happened that would be really hard for us to go through, you know, where it's Mm -hmm. like, oh my God, that's my worst nightmare. And (laughs) they're like, didn't, they didn't miss a beat, you know? So it's so, it is so subjective. And when we're holding that neutrality that you talk about and the acceptance where it's like, okay, rather than like trying to evaluate everything, is this good for me or is it bad? Um, where it's like, it, it just is. It's something that I'm going through right now. And there is medicine in there for me in some way. Um, being careful with the bypassing that can come with that sometimes, you know, it's like, that's one of the things that that I'm more and more conscientious about is like, yeah, we can look at things from like a spiritual perspective or a higher perspective to say, well, there is medicine there that this can be like a healing thing, even though it's really hard right now. It's like, yes. And, you know, we don't necessarily want to just go, well, then I'm not going to feel, I deny any sort of negative feelings that any sadness or any anger or anything, because, I'm spirit and it doesn't matter and da, 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 you know, it's like, is energetically what's happening there? Like if, if Mm -hmm. that's true, like if you really are embodying that and it's like, okay, that's just moving through you. Yeah. That's one thing. But if it's like, nope, I'm too spiritual and I reject my anger right now, I am not angry, you know, and it's like, well, what is that doing? energetically when we're just like denying it's, but we still feel it, you know, we're just afraid to acknowledge it. So, yeah, I I wanted to just say one last thing, cause I'm, you know, 
listening to some of your other episodes and being somebody who um, I, I'm also, you know, I love like law of attraction stuff. And I think it's, it's important to note that it, it, that can get, you know, that can tip over into a place that's like not acknowledging your human experience sometimes because we're like, oh, this is a low vibration emotion, <laughs> you know? And, and so like there is an interesting dance to explore of, you know, how do you feel? How do you allow um, your own, you know, this own radical self-acceptance yet not, um, you know, not feel, not judge yourself or try to force yourself out of what you consider to be a lower vibration, um, you know, well, and push to get past. Like that's, that's an interesting thing too, for, for people to explore. And I, I know that I've gotten scared before of like, uh Oh, I'm going to start attracting all these other things, but it's right. like, well, you have to feel too. You have to, yeah. um, you have to process. So, um, you know, for me, really leaning into self-care during those times is how I feel like I'm maintaining the balance of the vibration and continuing to move towards and, you know, visualizing where I want to go, but also sometimes just letting go and just allowing the, the emotion that that I'm experiencing in the moment. Yeah, I love that. Thank you. So Junie, how can people find out more about you? Yeah, I am on social media, most active on Instagram. So I'm at Junie B. Well. Um, also on Facebook, I'm Junie Boucher NTP. And I'm on LinkedIn as well. I'm on TikTok, but I'm not very active on there just because social media gets so overwhelming. Yeah. Um, but they can also reach out to me on my website. Um, I, I do offer free consultations with my nutritional therapy uh, practice. And uh, that's juniebewell.com. And I also have a podcast that's focused on the breast like healing um, from uh, after breast cancer. And that's called Tata Cancer, which is on all the major uh, podcast platforms. Oh, I love that. (laughs) Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for sharing about your journey. This is such an important topic. Um, It's a real, it's a, it's a beautiful way to help empower people when they're going through something where they feel so vulnerable. You know, there's such I loved how you talked about it becomes your full-time job. Like your full-time mm-hmm. job is dealing with the cancer. It's dealing with the healing. Um, and and it, it's so true. My dad actually right, at, right now as we are recording this, he's in the hospital for a heart surgery that he had oh, two wow. days ago. And just watching that process, it's like, yeah, he's everything has stopped. You yeah. know, it's just now that's all we're doing is – you know, getting, getting him, you know, through this process and, and every little milestone of like, okay, now he's breathing on his own. Now, you know, it's time to get these drainage tubes out and he's walking and all this stuff, but it's like these milestones, you know, that just are coming. And so, it, yeah. it is. And, and his is a shorter duration, you know, next week will be radically different from this week, but you know, cancer's a, a, a oftentimes a much longer journey. And then what you're talking about too, with the, like, once you've hit that survival time, then you're like, mm-hmm. your world changes again, you know? Yeah. So it's so important for people to have these tools to be able to marry the emotional part with what's happening physically 
and mentally, the fear that you've talked about and, and trying not to get carried away with that. And, you know, it's, it's really just such a tumultuous territory and it's really beautiful. The, the work that you're doing in that space. Well, thank you. Yeah. I, well, I, I wish your, your dad a, a swift recovery. It's oh, yeah, it's, you. it's very, and it's not just hard on, on the patient, you know, it's, it affects everybody. That's just like any health crisis. It's um, but I, I like to tell people, you know, you don't have to wait for a health crisis to start yeah. taking care of yourself, but also, um, you know, sometimes a health crisis is just like, it, it's that just kind of like the pandemic or lockdown for a lot of people. It's like, you're, you got to stop, you got to stop. And, and, uh, so you can choose to address that however you want, but it is, it can be an opportunity to, to evaluate your life. And, oh, I wanted to mention real quick, just cause your audience is probably on insight timer. I do have a teacher profile on insight timer with a lot of free, um, guided meditations. And that's just under Junie Boucher. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Well, thank you so much, Junie. I have loved this discussion. Um, I wish you all the best. Thank, thank you, you so much for having me, Kara. It was great talking to you. I wish you the best too. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I'd love for you to do me one quick favor, which is to think of one person who would benefit from hearing this content. Let them know you're thinking of them by sharing this episode with them right now. Thank you, and I look forward to the next meditation conversation.